from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Right now, it is week zero in college football, which is, it's a ridiculous name, but what it means is we're going to have a couple games to to uh, uh, dive into this week. Uh, also, in college football, week zero. This is week zero news, if I've ever heard it. Uh, Michigan is self-imposing a three-game suspension on Jim Harbaugh. Uh-oh. Now, there's recruiting violations that I'm sure we're going to learn more about. But but here's what I know about the self-imposed uh, suspensions. And I, we've seen other teams, all levels, use this kind of tactic. Like, oh, no, we've already enforced uh, sanctions on ourselves. Please go lenient on us. Uh, they're, they're always a bit more for show than actual execution. Right, Michigan is self-imposing a three-game suspension on uh, on their coach. When do you think they play their first Power Five opponent? Game four, like right, a three-game suspension. Where? When do you think they play their first Big Ten in-conference opponent? Game a four. Even though it's Rutgers, it's Power Five, and it's in their division. Might not or in their their conference might not feel like it, but it is. Right there, they open with ECU. No disrespect to ECU, but uh, Michigan probably is underlooking them a little bit. Right, uh, UNLV and Bowling Green. They're like, oh, we'll sit out those games. I'm not buying it. If I'm the NCAA, I'm going okay. Three game suspension, but it has to be weeks six, seven, and eight. Right, and we're not going to let you choose the games you get suspended for if that's what they end up uh, thinking is is the the best possible. Uh, you know, uh, length of suspension. Well, does the NCAA know that Harbaugh is going to be breaking a TV inside his house when ECU <laughs> upsets Mich- Michigan in week one? Let's I mean, go Let's go, Mason Garcia and the Pirates. I'm it, ready to see it. It would be too juicy if they, they volunteer him to sit out the three group of five games that start their season and they go like one and two. That's what I'm uh, saying. It, it sets be, up so perfect. It would be too juicy. Jim Harbaugh would be too – like he'd go from – the king of Michigan to the hot seat in three weeks without even being on the sideline to coach. It would be too perfect. Um, the other thing is, I think this is kind of an admittance by Michigan that that the infractions are not small, right? There's this Twitter kind of rumor going around that the whole thing was about him buying a recruited a hamburger, a cheeseburger. Uh, I don't think they volunteer to sit out Jim Harbaugh three games over a cheeseburger, right? That's the one where you're like, I'm going to fight this all the way to the end. There must be something going on that that is less known to the public or else three games as a volunteer, I'll sit it out, is is a wild decision. But we'll wait to see. Michigan trying to get ahead of it. We'll wait to see. In the meantime, we have week zero. Uh, actual football this Saturday. Meaningful football this Saturday. Right, We've had preseason in the NFL, but preseason records get thrown out as soon as the preseason's over. Uh, we have football that matters, right? Navy at Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland is going to be the first kickoff we see that matters in college football. It's at 2.30 on Saturday. And and it may scream right for, for right now, uh, oh, that's such a, a nonsense game. Oh, no, 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 no. Notre Dame started last season losing to number two Ohio State. That kind of, fine, right? Yeah. Then they lost to Marshall at home in their second game. Not fine. Marcus Freeman did not need that in his first year as Notre Dame head coach. Navy 
in Dublin is much, much more of a difficult task than Marshall at home. No disrespect to Marshall. Kalen LeBurne, uh, their running back last year, was a really good player. But but Navy is a different beast. I, I played uh, I played against Navy. Now, for an offensive player, playing against Navy is very similar to playing against every other team that you play against because, right, they have to try to stop you. Uh, playing against Navy's offense, so when, when your defense is on the field, is bananas. They run the triple option with – Ready? I mean, you may expect this from midshipmen who are going to go on to defend our country with wild discipline, right? You want to talk about no MAs, that no no missed assignments. Everyone's playing to the whistle. Then they're helping you up. They're they're, they're like the nicest, most rugged people on the planet. Not a lot of offensive penalties. Not a lot of false start. False false starts. They're all like, at least when again when I played ten years ago, they're all like two hundred and sixty five pounds on the offensive line. Because right, the 320, 330 pounders have a hard time making all the the requirements for for uh, the the medical or the physical tests they have to do and the miles they have to run and all that stuff. But they cut, they dive at your knees, they cut block. It is an unreal execution, and it's not the easiest thing in the world to stop. There's a reason why they run the offense they run. And and when you're in Dublin, you're probably you know right. You're probably torn a couple castles. You're probably seeing some rolling hills. You're the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in Ireland, which means you're you're probably a bit of a celebrity. Maybe you're overlooking Navy a bit. I'm just saying that one to start off the season. I'm gonna I'm gonna be tuned in. Could be thinking about some pints after the games with your lads. Could be thinking- <laughs> The lo- at the local pubs. I'll be at Hibernia watching it just against the spirit of just, Week Zero football. Just, just you know, wearing whatever you wear, like St. Paddy's Day. Everyone breaking out drinking their Drinking a Guinness. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Go nuts. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, what is the ideal time to shift to retirement planning? Yeah. I think the minute you start working, you need to start thinking about retirement. It's very important as you approach retirement to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. So we spend a lot of time. I'm a retirement income certified professional. I am trained to put together a lifetime income plan. Go ahead and give them a call. Capital Financial Advisory Group, 800-691-3215. Make sure they know you heard about it right here on The Drive. Or text TIM to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. UTEP at Jacksonville State at 530 you know what that is. UMass at New Mexico State at 7, you know what that is. Ohio at San Diego State at 7, you know what that is. Hawaii at Vanderbilt, a little bit interesting. Hawaii's a mess, so I'm not going to really – I mean, they don't even have like a stadium right now. Uh, that's only a little bit of a joke. But Vanderbilt is an SEC school. I mean, neither does Vanderbilt technically with the end zone problems <laughs> that they're having. They actually should <laughs> – they should somehow like uh, – uh, they should say that it's going to be a trophy rivalry but the trophy should be incomplete by the end of the game because right now they both have massive amounts of construction happening uh, on their 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 fields, their stadiums. Uh, like, oh, it's going to be the Stadium Bowl and then give a half-built stadium to whoever wins. Or a hard hat. Or a hard hat, yeah, jackhammer of some kind. Uh, Hawaii's a mess, but Vanderbilt is an SEC school. And as we're learning more and more with this expansion stuff um, – like the perception of your conference does matter, right? How much, you know, a, a, a media rights deal is willing to pay for like the sixth best game that you have in your conference does matter. So if if you're right, you're the SEC, it just matters more. I feel like even Vandy has to destroy Hawaii. 
even Vandy has to kind of, you know, take this team from the Pacific and just send them back to the Pacific with a big fat L. So, you know, a close game here is a loss for the SEC. San Jose State at number six USC, eight o'clock. You know what that is? That is Caleb Williams' opening statement in the Heisman race. That is him understanding that with with whatever it is, seven games being played, everyone's going to be watching. And if he goes out there and puts a couple highlights together, a couple long touchdown passes, a couple impressive runs, one of those uh, Houdini escapes that he's so known for, if he does a few of those, uh, if he pulls off a few of those, then then the Heisman race is going to be paying attention. Which means Drake May is is if he wants to win the Heisman, and he's one of the betting favorites up there, right? If Drake May wants to win the Heisman, he's going to have to hold serve against uh, South Carolina on Saturday for whatever Caleb does on this Saturday, right? A week later, Caleb May is going to have to do everything that that Caleb did, but against a better opponent significantly in South Carolina. I just want to go back to the picture you were kind of setting up for that Hawaii Vanderbilt game. Mm-hmm. When you said the SEC's relying on Vanderbilt to win that game, you're relying on the team that finished two and six in the conference last year, five and seven. But it just means overall. more. But it just means. <laughs> and by the way, I, I would not have said that if Hawaii was presenting anything that is close oh, to serviceable. Hawaii's not any better. Two and six in the Mountain West last year, three and ten overall. I and, mean, and the 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 record doesn't even show how ugly that is for Hawaii. Uh, they're, they're a lot of drama. Like I said, they're playing in a high school stadium, quite literally. They might as well play that game in the mud pit in so, the end zone. <laughs> so I, I say all of that to say, you know, the SEC, it, like if Vanderbilt gets beat by Hawaii, that gives everyone that, that wants to lower the SEC some kind of, of uh, you know, ammunition, if you will. Uh, but can you really ever lower the SEC when they still have Alabama, LSU? Yes, because because Georgia. Yes, because one of the big knocks on the ACC is that they're top heavy, right? One of the big knocks on the ACC is okay, Clemson and Florida State, and then who, right? Or Clemson and Virginia Tech, and then who? Like whoever's good that year. Uh, it it's like, well, wait a second, wait a second. There's a lot of years where it's Alabama and Georgia, and then who, right? They, uh, and and and. You know, a lot of years where they have six or seven or eight or nine, ten good teams, but a lot of years where they, they're not as good. And then they're like, Vanderbilt, oh, Kentucky, are they supposed to scare me? Where's Missouri? Mississippi State, right? They're, there's, they're not all the the Georgias and Alabamas and LSUs of the world. LSU has some d- uh, down years, right? It's not, it hasn't been that long since they fired their coach. Which actually brings me into like the second tier of the ACC. Uh, I saw a, a ESPN article that had Andrew Adelson and, and David Hale, ACC reporters, right, covering college football for for ESPN. Uh, they both had Clemson and FSU as the favorites. Fine, right? They seem to be the heavy favorites in the ACC. Most places you look, uh, they both had the same three teams for teams three, four, and five. Pitt. UNC, NC State. But I thought this was – so that's like tier two, right? That's tier two of the ACC when it comes to preseason expectations. The part I thought was interesting uh, was Adelson had him in this order, North Carolina, Pitt, State. Hale had them in this order, Pitt, State, Carolina. I don't want them beating themselves up. I want one of them to be better, right? That that's that what I'm talking about with the ACC, right? The the 
how that shakes out, those three, and you can throw Louisville in there as well. Most have them kind of in that six slot. Uh, how that plays out will help tell the story of the Atlantic Coast Conference, right? The knock on the ACC has been that they are top-heavy. And this year, the question is going to be, all right, Clemson and Florida State, and then who? Right? If those three teams are jumbled up into some kind of mix, or if you throw Louisville in, those four teams are jumbled up into some kind of mix, that's going to be significantly less uh, uh, value building for the ACC than if two of them won 11 games or 10 games and the other two were mediocre. Right Outside of Clemson and Florida State, I want to have a couple other uh, top 20 teams. Right, Be more picky than even the top 25. Have a couple in, that are flirting with the top 15. If you got three, four of those, suddenly the ACC starts to gain back some of their, their reputation and some of the respect that's been lost over the, the last few years when, quite frankly, a lot of the teams that used to be very, very good have, have tumbled. Right, Miami, Virginia Tech. Uh, Florida State hasn't been very good for a while. Last year, slight bit better, but but still no ranked wins. Like there's there's a, a need for success at all levels of the ACC, and that's not just the top, top, top. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. 